step inside the forum and you enter one of the most expensive pieces of real estate in all the sports. And here in Los Angeles this evening, all roads lead to the forum. It is the hottest ticket in sports. Welcome back, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the NBA League Pass podcast, only on the War Report Radio series. Make sure you guys uh, follow me on Instagram, War underscore Report underscore Radio, on Twitter, War Report Radio, straight through. This is your boy, gracious host Jared Adams, coming through with another episode, another NBA update on the League Pass podcast, aka the Forum. Uh, I'm gonna get to the Forum section later. Uh, in the show uh, uh, as I usually do But for right now we're going to give you guys a playoff update For all the listeners out there Okay we got game 6 tonight Spurs Nuggets uh, The Nuggets were able to protect their home floor In game 5 uh, They won 2 straight over the Spurs The question is can the Spurs Regain and uh, regain a win here um, Step up And protect their home floor And force a game 7 in Denver Alright, tomorrow night, Friday night, we got the Warriors Clippers going back to L.A., Staples Center, for Game 6. Uh, last night, the Clippers pretty much handled the Warriors uh, a, a, a second loss on their home floor this series. As you guys remember, my last podcast, they had just completed the 31-point uh, comeback um, against the Warriors um, on their home floor. So, they actually go back to L.A. Staples Center for Game 6, which they lost both of their home games. Warriors were able to pretty much come in there in the stables and do whatever they wanted to. So game six is on Friday. Um, I'll give you some predictions for tonight. I think the Spurs protect home floor. I don't think the Nuggets uh, have the experience yet to go into San Antonio in a closeout game and get that win. Um, I do think the Nuggets will advance in seven. Um, the Nuggets probably should be able to protect their home floor in seven. But I will admit if the Spurs are able to protect their home floor in game six tonight... Uh, enforce a game seven in Denver all bets are off you know the Spurs they have a little bit more experience playoff wise they got the better coach per se on paper uh, the Nuggets you know they have a better roster and more talent right now but you know they're just so unproven uh, they lost game one just to win game two lost game three then they won game four and five so this series could go seven um, I fully expect the Spurs to well uh, at least if they don't win the series, they're at least going to protect home floor tonight. So you could you could bank on that in uh, Game Six. Uh, I still got the Warriors in Game Six to advance. You know the Clippers, they're a feisty team, um, but I don't really expect the Clippers to win on their home floor Game Six. And if they do, that puts a ton of pressure on Golden State to win in Oracle Arena in Game Seven, first round matchup. So I think if the Clippers are able to pull it off game six and on Friday, um, all bets are off again on game seven. 
I wouldn't bet on either uh, either of those games, seven games, because anybody could really take that home. It's really a toss-up at that point. The Clippers consistently are playing harder than the Warriors. There's nothing you could say. There's nothing you can really say. You know what I mean? They're having a hard time guarding the Will. The key is Lou Will. You know what I mean? The games that they have won, he's had more than 30 points. So if Lou Will is able to scorch the Warriors again, you know what I mean? He can't have a 15-point performance and thinking that the Clippers are going to win because it's just not going to happen. Okay. Now. Let's talk about the teams that have already advanced to the second round. You got my team, the Blazers. We went out in uh, exciting fashion, which I'll get to a little bit later. But the next team that advanced to the second round, let's go to the Rockets, who are waiting on the winner of the um, Warriors-Clippers series. And the Blazers, they're waiting on the winner of the Nuggets-Spurs series. You got the Bucks advanced to the second round over, over uh, after their sweep on the Detroit Pistons, which was fully expected. The Detroit Pistons are, don't have enough firepower to really rock out like that in playoffs. We've got the Celtics advancing. So the second round matchup in the East is going to be the Bucks celtics And um, I'm really, really excited for this uh, series. Um, there's been a lot of talk on whether who's more important, Giannis or Kyrie. Giannis or Kyrie. Who's more important to their teams? Who would you rather have as your, as your best player? Me, I'm taking Kyrie all day, all day. That's Jersey, Exus County, stand up. Uh, shout out to West Orange. Shout out to, you know what I mean, all my family from West Orange. Kyrie's from West Orange. Um, so I may have a little Jersey bias there. I've been watching Kyrie since he was in high school, selling out gyms, uh, going to Duke, and then now he's selling out arenas um, for multiple cities, for Cleveland, for, for Boston. It, uh, it is what it is. Uh, I have nothing against Giannis. Um... He's definitely in the MVP conversation with Harden, even though I'll, I'll probably give the MVP to Harden. But, you know, Giannis has kind of reached that territory right now where he's doing such unbelievable things. It's kind of hard to really fathom them lasting this long in the playoffs because the way that he's playing, he's, he's looking like he's the best player in the NBA right now. Now, do I think he's the best player? Absolutely not, but is he playing like he's the single best talent in the game? Yes, you know what I mean? Uh, he's totally revamped his body uh, from when he first came into the league as this skinny 6'11 kid to now he's like this 7-foot dominant uh, gazelle running up and down the floor, blocking shots, getting and ones, dunking on everybody. I just don't really realistically see that happening against a better team. Uh, and as soon as this, the competition pretty much steps up, in that second round against the Celtics with uh, a little bit more wing talent that can probably defend Giannis a little bit better. And, and that's another thing about Giannis. Is he really a wing or is he a post player? Most of the, most of his points come in the paint, but he's, he's kind of on the wing still. And, and the thing about Giannis right now is he can pass. So he has that vision to, uh, even if he's getting double teamed, to make the right pass. So he's a really, really hard player to really evaluate and stop. Um, but it, it's hard to evaluate just how good he is, and I think I'm excited for this Bucks Celtics series because we're finally going to really see what Giannis is really made of this series. I, I remember last year the Celtics took the Bucks out. Uh, I fully expect the Celtics to take out the Bucks. I don't care what we've seen from Giannis in that first round and in the regular season. This is the playoffs, baby. All bets are off. I know it's my third time saying that this podcast. But the Celtics, you know, if you look at the Celtics roster, I'd rather have the Celtics talent over the Bucks talent. Um, you're going to need everything pretty much from Giannis. Um, I'm just saying, man, force the guy to hit jump shots. You know, it's, it's hard to keep him out the paint. He's got that long 
elated, like uh, elongated step to the basket that he likes to use, that Euro step he, he's so fond of uh, using. And he, he's been a really hard player to stop, but, you know, the Celtics, you got to look at their wing talent. They got Jalen Brown, and you got Tatum, two guys, and Hayward, potentially, and uh, Morris, potentially, that can uh, switch. Or even Horford, uh, if you want to put the more size on him. But you, you got you got guys that can uh, rotate and uh, take that defensive assignment on Giannis. I don't think he's really seen that. Uh, to say they're going to beat the Celtics four times, I don't really see that. You know what I mean? And... Again, we haven't really seen Giannis come up in the in the clutch situation when it's really really crunch time. I mean, he's had buzzer beaters in the past before, but not on the playoff level scale. So, on the other hand, you got Kyrie Irving. Now, I already mentioned that the Celtics are loaded with more talent than the Bucks. You know what I mean? You got Kyrie, Tatum, Horford, Hayward, Jalen Brown, uh, Ro uh, Rozier. Uh, just more talent overall, I think, than the Bucks. You know, the Bucks have Giannis, Middleton. I mean, I don't really consider Eric Bledsoe this amazing talent. I really don't. Um, I don't really consider Brooke Lopez this amazing talent, even though he's been an all-star in the past. I will give him that. Uh, but I fully expect the Celtics to win. Uh, I, give me the Celtics in six. Uh, if not, I, I still expect... Yeah, Celtics in six. Book it. Moving on to the next second round matchup in the East. You got the Raptors versus the Sixers. Now, the Sixers, they got a lot of hype concerning them and Karate Net franchise after their first round matchup with the Nets. Uh, just was a lot of talking. Uh, they lost their first game just to come back and gentlemen sweep them, win four straight. So, the, uh, and, and, and obviously, the Raptors, they finished with a similar... Uh, Structure. They lost the first game just to win in a gentleman's street uh, sweep four straight wins against the Magic. So this series is a really one, really hard one to analyze. You got two pretty evenly matched up teams. Um, Kawhi might be the best player in this series, um, uh, close to Embiid, who's probably like a close second. Um, Embiid, we're not really sure how if he's going to be able to go. Um, the Raptors were able to sweep the Sixers this this uh, regular season, but as we've seen in the OKC Blazers matchup, which I'll get to uh, after I, I discuss the East, uh, regular season really doesn't matter. So this one is really a toss-up. Give me the Raptors in seven. Um, I think the key for the uh, 76 is going to be Ben Simmons and uh, whether or not Kyle Lowry is going to show up and, and, and uh, show out uh, for the Raptors. So... I think the Raptors will advance. Um, they have the best player in the series. Kawhi is going to be a hard player to stop. I'm excited to see uh, whether Jimmy Butler is going to take that defensive assignment on Kawhi. We've never really seen that matchup yet in the playoffs. So those are two really similar style players, both two-way players uh, that are known for their defense. Um, but um, we'll see. You know what I mean? The Sixers, they, I mean, they have a better starting five, but I don't really trust their bench play. Uh, and the Raptors, I think they just made so many good uh, GM moves. Uh, you got to give it up to their GM, Messiah Jury. Uh, he just made so many good year, uh, moves this year. Uh, adding Marcus All, the the evolution of Pascal Siakam, and getting uh, Kawhi uh, uh, in the trade with Demar Derozan. I just think that the Raptors are just loaded with talent. They have experience getting to the Eastern Conference Finals. 
Uh, Kawhi has finals experience. So, you know, give me the Raptors in seven. Um, uh, but this is going to be a great, great uh, series to, to, uh, to really watch. And, and that reminds me, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine, and I'm explaining how I have the, uh, and this is a good segue to the Blazers OKC matchup, but he's explaining to me how he doesn't really like watching the first round, you know, but the teams that make the second round, that's when the playoffs are really, really going to ramp up and really start to really show their true colors, you know. If you can't make it to the second round of the NBA playoffs, you weren't really a, a true contender anyway, you know what I mean? That's the last, what, eight teams left? Yeah, the last eight teams left in the league. Uh, that's when the playoffs really start to ramp up. And we start to we start to separate the uh, the men from the boys, man. The, the pit bulls from the poodles, as Cameron likes to say. Um, so, yeah. Now that I've discussed the East, you got to talk about Damian Lillard, his 50-point performance. Yes, I got paid to watch the game. Uh, which is a huge accomplishment for me in my life, you know what I mean? Uh, I wouldn't say my life is in a perfect state, but it's really hard to complain when you're able to get paid to watch Damian Lillard scorch the thunder in Game 5 for 50 points on his home floor and send him off, wave bye-bye, after hitting a 40-foot three-pointer uh, over Paul George to win the series. So, I mean, damn, what can I say about watching Dame's performance and getting paid to not miss a play? Uh, let's see. Let's. Where, 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 how can how can I start? First of all, in the first in the first half, Paul George, he came out sizzling hot. He had his first four shots. I think he ended the half with 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 twenty points, which is a great first half for anybody in the league. Uh, so shout out to Paul George. He showed up and uh, he did not disappoint um, in 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 that first half. But man, Dame, he had thirty four points in the first half. He, he pretty much carried his team, and, and at the half, it was 61-60. So, the Blazers were only up by one point. So, he pretty much willed his team to a one-point lead in the first half. He was hitting all types of three-pointers, step-back threes, pull-up threes, off-screen threes. Oh, man, just Dane Lillard, man. I've been trying to tell everybody around me who's been asking, oh, yeah, how's the Blazers doing this season? And when I just see spectacular plays from Dane, uh, what I like to say is that man is just, he's a little different. You understand what I'm saying? I've been trying to tell everyone, Dame is just a little different. All right? Like straight up and down, he just does not care. He's a full-blown savage. He's got that Mamba mentality activated. He just does not care. He, he scores without a conscience. He doesn't care who's in front of him. You're going to get this work, and you're going to remember the night you play Dame. All right, that's just the type of player he is. Now, break it down in the fourth quarter. You know, Russ actually played decent, but it was more about the plays he, he, he did not make and the mistakes that he did make rather than the 29-point triple-double that, that shows up in his box score. Now, say what you want to about Russ. You know, he, it wasn't for a lack of effort. It was just a lack of execution and a lack of decision-making. Which kind of makes it really hard on Russ. You know, I was really disappointed in his performance in Game 5 facing elimination. You know, he actually hit a couple threes. The Thunder took a 15-point lead with seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter. And, you know, I've watched every Blazers home game this season. And I knew that we weren't out of it. You know, as long as we had Dame on the floor, as long as we had CJ on the floor hitting shots, getting stops, uh, or defensively, Mo Harkless and Aminu, you know, 
something about the Blazers playing on their home floor just screams to me that they're not out of any game yet. You know what I mean? Until it's until you really you really gotta uh, deliver the death dagger blow uh, if you're gonna play and beat the Blazers on their home floor. Because I've watched games in the regular season where they've been down three down three minutes. You know what I mean? And still win the game or down. A minute left you know what I mean down five a minute left and still win the game somehow they just pull it off you know and, and it's because that man Dame he just doesn't have a conscience and you got CJ there as the second scorer who, who can who can turn it on or turn it off at any any point in the game so you got to talk about OKC's three first round exit uh, excuse me three first round exits after Katie has left the building uh, what can you say about this you know they lost to the Rockets, who didn't really have CP3 yet that first year, Russ's MVP year. You got to talk about the, uh, they lost against a rookie, Donovan Mitchell, in the Jazz last year with Melo. Uh, and you got to talk about losing in five games against the Portland Trailblazers uh, this year. So was KD, was he was he right to leave OKC? Yes, but that doesn't make it right for him to join the Warriors either, either you know. Um... I saw a comment online on uh, YouTube, I think, underneath, like, some type of uh, video that I was watching. But Kevin Durant, he's been saying this first-round series, you guys know who I am. I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. And, yes, your name is Kevin Easy Route Durant. You took the easy route, fam. All right? I'm not over that. You still took the easy route, KD. That's why you could never be the best player in my eyes because you took the easy route. You yopped on Steph Curry's curtails to win two uh, of the last finals MVPs Which is cool you know big accomplishment But you wouldn't even be in the finals if it were not for Steph Curry had you joined another team In free agency But I digress uh, The next question I have for everybody Is should Nate McMillan from the Pacers be fired You know I know he's going to probably get a pass He's probably going to come back Simply because Victor Oladipo was out All year And uh, he still made, made it to the 5th seed In the playoffs in the East, which is some huge feat, I guess, but not really. Uh, but yes, I would fire Nate McMillan after what I saw um, in this first round matchup against the Celtics. You know, the Blazers were fully capable of winning, winning, winning both games at home on their home floor. Uh, they just played terrible. He, he's a terrible offensive coach. Uh, you know, he should have trusted his uh, six man way more, Tyreek Evans. He should have let the let the dragon loose on that one, you know what I mean? He pretty much bottled Tyreek Evans' game up the entire season. Tyreek did not have a good, great season after playing so well for the Memphis Grizzlies. But, um, yeah, man, Nate McMillan, I was just really disappointed in the Blazers. If I'm the Blazers GM, I'm looking for a new head coach, somebody that's going to utilize the guys a little bit better, have a better strategy, uh, even when he's undermanned. Because it looked like Nate McMillan's strategy was just, you know what I mean, pretty much use his starting five which wasn't better than the Celtics starting five. You know what I mean? He did not exploit matchups or any advantages really in all the four games, which is why they were swept. So, I know a lot of people are going to give him a pass as Oladipo was out. I'm not giving him that pass. I think if Oladipo had played, you know, the Celtics probably would have still won in six games. And then what? You know what I mean? Like, why would you wait to fire Nate McMillan, have Oladipo come back healthy just to not make it out the first round again? You know what I mean? So... If I'm, the, if I'm the Pacers, you know what I mean? I'm looking for a new head coach. I know they probably won't do it. Uh, uh, talking about getting fired. Let's talk about Billy Donovan. Should he be fired? And I think he should definitely be fired. 
You know what I mean? He's the, K he's the same coach that ran off KD. He's been there four years now. He gave up the 3-1 lead to the Warriors. Uh, and after KD left, there's three first-round exits. And he still has not pretty much reigned in Russell Westbrook, you know. And I, I, you can blame GM Sam Presti for that. Russell Westbrook is pretty much running rampant. Just doing whatever he pretty much wants on offense. Uh, even after that last uh, possession that the OKC had, you know, the ball should have been in, in Paul George's hands. And Billy Donovan decides not to call a timeout. Uh, just leave it up to chance. And what does Russell Westbrook do? He pretty much calls his own number. And, and he misses it. You know what I mean? He, he goes to the paint. Good defense by Amino. And, and he flings up a wild shot. No good. Uh, the, the He didn't even waste out the clock either. So the, the Blazers get the ball back with like 12, 15 seconds left. And the rest is history. You know, Dame, he, he winds down the clock. And he shoots a buzzer beater 40.3. And he sends him home. But to, to me, you know... I mean, you could blame Billy Donovan or you could blame Sam Presti. You know, Sam Presti was the same guy that gave away Harden. He lost KD. You know what I mean? He chose Ibaka over Harden, which was an idiotic move looking back in hindsight. Uh, and, and another thing about C uh, GM Sam Presti, while he takes up the credit for drafting these guys, which is cool, you know what I mean? He made the right draft selection, but he wasn't able to keep his own guys. So, so that's an asterisk right there. But my biggest thing about GM Sam Presti is he never was able to put it. He was never able to get that guard to play next to Russell Westbrook. You know what I mean? He got Oladipo, but he was never really able to really play with Oladipo too well. You know what I mean? Oladipo really took off after he was traded to the to, to the Pacers. Um, yeah. So just just I'm just saying, you know, the shooting guard has always been paired next to Russell Westbrook. In that starting lineup has never been able to cut the slack, you know. Right now, in this series, this year, he had Ferguson out there and Jeremy Grant, you know what I mean, uh, to match him up with uh, Westbrook, Paul George, and Steven Adams, who are their three mainstay guys. But those guys are just not going to cut it in the NBA. You got Felton over there riding the bench. He's not going to cut it. You got Nader on the bench. He's not going to cut it. Just terrible coaching, I, th I thought, and, and terrible roster. Um, creation, in my opinion, by GM Sam Presti in, in the Nuggets. I mean, excuse me, in the Thunder. So you you got to blame both of these guys. I would get rid of Sam Presti, and I get rid of Billy Donovan. Just start over. I trade Russell Westbrook. He's pretty much washed at this point. He's never going to change. His bounce is diminishing. His jumper is flat broke. I don't expect him to come back next season with a jumper. I I really don't. Um. I'm not sure what you do here. I'm, uh, I'd give up Russ for a top for for Jabba right, right now. Why not? Just start over, you know. Give him up, you know what I mean. Just start off with a new new core. Trade trade uh, Paul George to the Lakers for Kuzma, you know what I mean. And just start over, man. Start over, man. Just tank, you know what I mean. Because what you guys are doing at the Thunder is not going to work. You guys are never going to win a championship this way. Uh, what else did I have to talk about as far as headlines? You got to talk about Blake Griffin. Uh, he underwent uh, successful knee surgery. Uh, I know y'all saw uh, Blake Griffin, you know what I mean, try to, you know what I mean, pretty much suited up in game four against the uh, Bucks to but to Bell. He played well. He played his heart out, but he just doesn't have that explosiveness, explosiveness this year with that bad knee. So he went... Uh, underwent uh, successful surgery, and you gotta talk about Luke Walton. You know what I mean? He's got a he's got a sexual assault case from when he's, he used to be an assistant with the Warriors. 
which is interesting that it comes up right now. Um, it hasn't really been a national discussion, uh, but it's pretty pretty important thinking that uh, it's 2019, you know what I mean? The Me Too movement, that shit is moving, you know what I mean? So, I mean, if he did it, you know what I mean? He's got If he's got to face his crimes, you know what I mean? If he didn't, you know, hopefully he gets off scot-free, you know, but... You know what I mean? We live in the uh, age of the accuser in 2019, so shout out to that. Now, moving right along to the forum, which is my favorite part of the show, which is when I go to the forums online, you know what I mean? Extract questions and, and pretty much answer them for them. So I got three forum questions for, uh, for today's episode. You know what I mean? The first one is, who will come out of the East and why? And right now, you know what I mean, all, all things considered, I think the team that I have the least confidence in coming out of the East is probably probably the Bucks. Um, they just don't have that star part that I'm looking for. I know if you believe in Giannis, you think they're going to the finals. I just don't see it. Um, uh, for the East, for me, it's, it's, it's either going to be the Celtics or the Raptors. I have the Celtics advance and I have the Raptors advance, which I previously stated. Now, in that series, it's going to be tough. You know what I mean? Uh, I think Kawhi is still the best player in that matchup. If not Kawhi, it's, it's, it's Kyrie. So, that's definitely a matchup I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing if it does happen. Um, but give me the Celtics. Give me the Celtics advancing to the finals out of the East. And here's why. You know, they got Kyrie. They got the closer that they need. You got the win guys that they need. Um, and you can say all they want. All you, uh, excuse me, you can say all you want about, you know what I mean, their regular season and how rocky it was and how they didn't really perform up to par in the regular season. All that stuff doesn't even matter at this point. You know what I mean? It's the playoffs. You know what I mean? Being the away team is not actually a, a disadvantage. You know, if you win one of the games on the, on the opponent's home floor, that means you go back to your home floor for games three and four where that Celtics crowd is going to be rocking and raving. And you have a chance to pretty much protect your home floor and steal one on the road. So, and possibly winning game six, you know what I mean, uh, for both matchups uh, against the Bucks and against the Raptors. So, I think I think the Raptors series will go seven. Um, but I have the Celtics advancing. Uh, they just have the roster right now. I know when the, re- when the regular season first started, they were the favorites to come out of the East. Uh, so, I'm still sticking with that, you know what I mean. They have the best overall talent and that's pretty much why i have the celtics advancing uh to the aba finals now the second question on the forum is are the warriors are the warriors still the favorite to uh win it all and it may not seem as they are because they lost last night to the clippers they're in a dog fight uh they have to go into la and pretty much win to advance to play the rockets and uh are they the favorite to win it all Yes, but do I think they will win it all? I don't, I'm not sure about that. You know what I mean? I think the Rockets are fully capable of taking them out this year. Harden is going to be a really, really hard guy to stop. You know what I mean? Harden, say what you want to say about the guy, but you know I mean, say what you, you're going to put Clay on Harden. You know what I mean? The first screen gets Clay off of Harden, and pretty much, you're pretty much relying on that switch, you know what I mean, to do what you do. Uh, the Rockets, they've been bubbling for about three years now. Uh, Harden always plays well against the against the Warriors unless he doesn't, you know what I mean? But the game that he plays well, you know what I mean? He's always hitting really, really tough shots. He, he plays well at Oracle Arena. 
we've seen that numerous times where Harden's just been a really, really hard guy to stop. Um, so I think that combined with Chris Paul never really making it to the finals, I think the Rockets, this is their year to, to come out of the West. Um, so if the Rockets are able to hold on and presumably the Warriors advance to the second round, which we're still waiting on, and they got the Rockets sitting right there for them, it's actually a disadvantage that the Warriors start off home. You know what I mean? Because that gives the chance, the, the Rockets a chance to uh, steal a game and then come back to Houston uh, and, and protect their home floor in games three and four and possibly win that series in six uh, if they're able to protect their home floor. You know what I mean? They, say they lose game five, so what? You come back to uh, the uh, Houston Toyota Center uh, and see if you could, you know what I mean, pretty much pull out that victory in game six. So I think the Rockets uh, should, should be... Um, not the favorite, but right now the way things are looking, you know what I mean? I wouldn't be shocked at all if the Rockets came out of the West and played the, the Celtics in the finals. Uh, but yes, the Warriors are still the favorite to win it until they're not, until they're knocked out. You know what I mean? The Warriors are still the favorite. They made it to the finals four years straight. So that mental fatigue could be weighing on these guys. Um, Katie's uh, impending free agency could be weighing on these guys. Um, so just a lot to deal with. But yes, they are still the favorite to win it all. Uh, but I'm taking the Rockets. All right, the last question on the forum is, uh, how much is D'Angelo Russell worth? So D'Angelo Russell, you know, he's coming off of his first All-Star season, even though they just got gentlemen sweeped by the Sixers. He is a restricted free agent, and he probably will be offered a max contract this year, um, even though the Nets will definitely, you know, match. So is he a super max guy? Absolutely not. So let's take that off. The, is he a 30 million a year guy? No. He's probably around that 20 million to 25 million a year range. I'm I'm comfortable paying him that with the way the NBA salaries are looking uh, around this time of year in 2019. Everybody's getting paid pretty much 30. John Wall's getting pretty much 40 a year. 40 million a year, which is ridiculous. He's not even worth that contract. Uh, Rush is in that range. D'Angelo Russell is not a 40 million a year type player. Uh, he's not even he can't even be the best player on your team if you're gonna win a championship Which we re recognize this year and I was talking to my boy Mike Hobbs about this about D'Angelo Russell and how much he's worth and what type of player he is and Mike Hobbs is talking to me He's like yo the Nets are gonna win game five and force a game six back in Brooklyn I'm, I don't know, I'm telling him like look look man. It's over with all right The Sixers are gonna dog you guys out in game five which happened of course because I do this NBA thing and I know what's going on. But I I'm telling them, like, D'Angelo Russell, he's not really a guy that's going to step up and say, we're facing elimination. Okay, just just ride my back, guys, and I got you. You know what I mean? I'm, he's not really the type of guy that you really expect to step up in the playoffs. You know what I mean? He, he plays every game like it's a regular season game and that he really doesn't care. You know what I mean? He shoots ill-advised jumpers. Uh, even though his jumper is sometimes wet, he just he just doesn't have that enthusiasm that I like to see in, in the guys that I really really like in the NBA. You know what I mean? He he has no sense of urgency, and I think that that kind of diminishes his value in my eyes. So I would never I would never give D'Angelo Russell more than twenty five million a year. Uh, if he gets more than that, he he's is highway robbery because he he was an All Star, but you gotta remember he made the All Star team due to the fault. Because of an injury, he wasn't originally selected to the All-Star team. And next year, I don't really think he's going to improve on any real aspect of his game or and make the All-Star team again next year. So, 
that 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 pretty much wraps up the forum section of the show. Like I said, I'm your gracious host, Jared Adams. I'm signing out, man. This is a 30-minute episode of the NBA League Pass podcast, only on the War Report Radio series. Make sure you guys follow me on social media, man. On Twitter, War Report Radio, straight through. On Instagram, War underscore Report underscore Radio. I'm signing out, man. Peace.